this Super Tuesday to each and every one of y'all. This is the Y'all Show, and yes, this is the day where several of our great southern states are hosting primaries, specifically Democratic primaries for the presidency. And we'll have all the results on Wednesday's Y'all Show coming in from states like Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, also Alabama, North Carolina, and Virginia. And we'll tell you actually in a little bit here on the Y'all Show as part of our Tuesday Southern Political Report, more information about each of those states that are hosting a primary on this Super Tuesday. Of course, you also have states outside of the South. I think it's 14 states and territories hosting some kind of primary on this Super Tuesday. The big kahuna would be the state of California. But Texas also has a primary going on today as well here in the South. So all that information coming up is part of our Southern Political Report. And that's in the next segment here in this first hour of the Y'all Show. Before Hour 1 wraps up on this all-Southern program, we're going to go to y'all.com. And that's our presenting partner here of the Y'all Show, Y-A-L-L.com, the website. And if you go on there right now, you'll see a complete absolute a-plus job on stories available for you to watch and and learn and and just read and and get it all free of charge y'all.com and if you've got loved ones out there and i'm not talking about the two-legged kind i'm talking about the four-legged creatures if you're a pet lover thanks to y'all.com we're going to share with you an article that just came out the least and most pet friendly vacation spots we're about to have spring break for some of you and you might need to know where you can go with your your four-legged friend here on spring break and where not to go because we've got the list of both the least and the most pet friendly vacation spots and the south is well represented in this listing all that coming up in the y'all.com focus the spotlight on all things ultimate guide to the south coming up later this hour in hour two of today's y'all show we've got sports land yet a mixed bag of all kind of good sports information headed your way including dustin johnson news the golfer the pga tour star former u.s open champion from dutch fork high school and dustin johnson has announced his plans for the tokyo olympics which are supposed to be held this year and this will be the second olympics where golf is a part of the olympic games justin rose got that gold medal in rio 2016 and dustin johnson announced his plans the south carolinian of what he's going to do here this year for that and that's part of our sports land yep also got some college news to pass along to you as well in fact we'll go through the whole lineup of southern colleges that play college basketball at the division one level and we'll tell you the leaders of that as we're now in march madness and some of the conferences here in the south have their conference tournament this week most have their conference tournaments next week and then march madness really begins in two weeks when you've got postseason play but all that is part of our sports land yep and then an hour or two we're going to have matt hermans our barrister of not only barbecue but our barrister of college baseball and he'll be dropping by with a report on the third weekend a wrap-up of the third weekend of college baseball and we see actually have the numbers the latest top 10 poll 
of D1 Baseball's college baseball predictions and where they stack up the teams throughout college baseball. Matt Hermans will weigh in on that and more. And as Matt Hermans joins us in Hour 2, he's going to stick around and he's going to wrap up the second hour of today's Y'all Show with food on his mind as he's our barbecue barrister. And there's something called Crawfish and Grits Bites. And we'll talk to him about that and find out how well crawfish and grits go together like honey and what what is it? peanut butter and jelly yeah that would be a better one honey and peanut butter go together pretty good too if you ever tried that our number if you've ever tried that here at the y'all show is 803-816-1170 y'all at y'allshow.com is our email address our website y'all.com y-a-l-l.com four little characters on your keyboard just go punch right now the y the a the l and the l.com and you'll go right to the ultimate guide to the southeast and we're glad that you could join us here on the program and let's get into the headlines across the south as we scan the region for what's going on today and coronavirus is certainly something that's definitely on our minds we saw that on monday it was released that i think it's a total of six people have died in the state of washington and all this could be changing any minute now if it hasn't changed already sadly six deaths in the state of washington alone and we just found out we've got two coronavirus cases confirmed in the sunshine state and governor ron DeSantis in florida calling for a public health emergency as he issued the order over the weekend directing a public health emergency in florida after the state recorded its first two positive cases of covid 19 the infected individuals live in the hillsborough and manatee county areas which are in the tampa bay area officials say the hillsborough county resident has a history of traveling to italy while the patient from manatee county has no travel history with cdc restricted countries and right now, it is a, it's presumed that these two who've post- t- tested positive, according to the Florida Department of Health, for coronavirus, one resident of Hillsborough County and another a resident of Manatee County, both individuals are isolated and being appropriately cared for, according to the Florida Department of Health. But we wish them all the best. Marco Rubio, the senator from Florida, put out a tweet. It said, not a question of if but when confirmed cases of coronavirus are found in Florida, we must provide accurate information on best ways to prevent it from spreading and prioritize resources to help health care workers, the elderly, and those with pre-existing health conditions. And that was released over the weekend from Senator Marco Rubio of Florida. But we now have confirmed cases of the coronavirus here in the southeast in the Tampa Bay area. Two cases right now. That man who had traveled in from Italy is a man in his 40s and he tested positive in mid-February and a lot of people now being self-quarantined by the way as we told you this one guy in Florida he traveled back and forth from Italy Italy's now seen over 1600 cases of the coronavirus a jump of 50 percent in just 24 hours over the weekend so they doubled their amount in just one day that's the scary part as Italy's also seen 34 deaths from coronavirus and they got five just on sunday alone i think and it's a scary situation with this thing potentially going on for a little bit longer and we want it to get solved quickly and our thoughts are with the entire world right now but right here in the south and right here in this country 
want to help sure make sure this thing dies as quickly as possible now we do know that as far as testing go more testing is shedding light on how the virus is spreading in the u.s as new diagnoses in several states push the total tally of covid19 cases past 19 or rather past on 100 and we've seen states like new hampshire have their first case reported here in the last day or two in seattle the king county executive there is dow constantine and constantine declared an emergency and said the county was buying a hotel to be used as a hospital for patients who need to be isolated and remember there's six confirmed deaths in the state of washington right now and a lot of people just again on edge all over the country but certainly where you have confirmed deaths as we've seen in the state of washington the centers for disease control recently broadened its guidelines for who should be tested for the new virus to include people with symptoms but without a travel history to virus hot zones more testing will bring more confirmed cases according to experts but they caution that that does not mean the coronavirus is gaining speed instead the testing is likely to reveal a picture of the virus's spread that was previously invisible and because of the coronavirus scare we've seen the dow it's gone down last week it was really rough but on monday quite a rally the dow jones industrial average soared nearly 1300 points or five percent as stocks roared back from a seven-day route on hopes that central banks will take action to shield the global economy from the effects of the coronavirus outbreak those gains on monday clawed back some of that ground lost last week in a massive sell-off that gave stocks their worst stretch since the financial crisis of 2008 technology companies led the broad gains which gave the dow its highest ever its biggest ever point gain and its biggest percentage increase since march of 2009 the s&p 500 index it went up to 4.6 percent its best day since december of 2018 also european benchmarks were mostly higher asian markets also rose broadly on monday that's a wonderful story we hoping that the dow jones and all the stock market information that the coronavirus affected last week we can get that turned around and, and we're a little bit more on the up and up from a business standpoint with that now president trump he announced on monday that if you want to go to a trump rally which by the way they had one monday in charlotte north carolina if you want to go to a trump rally no matter where he's holding them they're according to him quote very safe all this despite the anxiety of coronavirus's spread as the president he he really was criticizing the democratic presidential field on his way out to the helicopter to fly off to charlotte for that rally on monday and one of the questions asked was was it smart to be holding a rally with thousands of people when the coronavirus is spreading as he was heading there to the charlotte area for a big rally ahead of super tuesday's vote in north carolina president trump said i think it's very safe adding that the Democratic candidates are having plenty of rallies themselves, which is true. Mostly Bernie Sanders has the large rallies. And he said that, yes, it's perfectly fine. A Trump rally, of course, he would say that is a very safe place to be. We'll have a little bit more President Trump and Super Tuesday in our political spotlight coming up in the next segment. But one more coronavirus related thing to tell you about. As we know, in Florida, they've got those two confirmed cases 
in the Tampa Bay area. Well, not far from Tampa Bay, you've got Disney World and all the other theme parks of Central Florida. And theme parks there in that part of the Sunshine State are reinforcing cleaning procedures, restricting travel, and closely monitoring updates as people are worried about the COVID-19 outbreak. The governor on Monday, Governor DeSantis of Florida, said that those two people in Tampa Bay were affected with coronavirus. And now resorts are acting appropriately. A spokesperson from Legoland Florida Resort, which is in Winter Haven, said that they have had preparation and awareness surrounding the virus as a it's a top priority there for Legoland. SeaWorld Orlando, which shares owners with Bush Gardens in Tampa, they put out a statement that said in matters pertaining to public health, our parks take direction from the Florida Department of Health and Centers for Disease Control or CDC. We employ rigorous sanitation standards across our parks and will continue to collaborate with health officials, monitor the situation for changes, and will act accordingly. Now, Walt Disney World did not respond to a local media's request there in Orlando for comment, but USA Today did report that Walt Disney World, it instructed its cast members who recently returned from Italy to stay home out of an abundance of caution. Universal Orlando Result said that it is ready to act if needed. Good news to know for many of you, you've got spring break. Perhaps the kids and yourself are planning on heading to places like Disney World or SeaWorld in the coming days. And that's uh, we can tell you what's going on the latest with the theme parks of Florida, what they're doing to stem the spread of the coronavirus. Now, another thing to be on the lookout right now, trying to get away from the headlines of the fear that's going on with coronavirus. But I got to tell you about this thing, because this predates the problems we've seen with coronavirus, Lyme disease. It's continuing to rise. And the mild winter that most of the South's had the last couple of months now is going to make this year even worse for tick bites and the problem you have with Lyme disease as reported cases of Lyme disease it they've increased 33 percent from the previous year that's what was back in 2019 up 33 percent from 2018 this according to unofficial data from the West Virginia Department of Health and Human Resources as West Virginia had 892 cases of Lyme disease in 2019 and that was up from 671 the year before and if you've got problems with ticks in the mountain state, then you're going to see problems in other southern states where ticks are a problem. The disease is transmitted to humans by the black-legged tick, more commonly known as the deer tick, which can also cause human anaplasmosis and human babosilus, I think that's what it's called. And the deer tick is still active during the winter months. Adult black-legged deer ticks are active during the fall and spring, although less abundant in fall. Veterinarians find deer ticks on animal patients during January through April. The smaller immature deer tick nymphs that cause most cases of Lyme disease because they go undetected for longer periods, according to people there with the West Virginia Centers for Disease Control. So, yes, if you're in West Virginia, if you're in the woods anywhere in the south, be extra careful for ticks. Oddly enough, it was a West Virginian that sang that song. I'd like to check you for ticks, Brad Paisley. And he's not kidding there. You you need to be extra careful with ticks, specifically the deer tick of the mountainous areas of West Virginia and surrounding states because Lyme disease is something that is is very scary. The disease, it's, it's got all kinds of problems. Symptoms of Lyme disease are similar to many other illnesses 
And the disease is also likely underreported because of the difficulty health care providers sometimes have diagnosis, the, the diagnosis of it. Early symptoms of Lyme disease often are reminiscent of the flu. You'll have fever, chills, sweats, muscle aches, fatigue, and more. Some people also develop facial drooping, according to doctors. If detected and treated early with antibiotics, Lyme disease patients often recover rapidly and completely, but without early treatment or when early treatment is inadequate, Lyme disease can progress to late stage or chronic illness. It can spread to any part of the body and affect any body system. And it can also, in some cases, be fatal. So in addition to worrying about coronavirus, and I'm not not trying to scare y'all off here on today's y'all show. This this is a program we try to help you. We're in the hepping business here on the y'all show unfortunately you got something else to worry about here in the south only because of the mild winter there's going to be more ticks it appears in a large portion of the south here now to dallas texas and after two weeks of people trying to bring this thing down finally the leaning tower of dallas texas came crashing down as this was a high-rise building that the implosion of it went awry a few days ago and finally, it collapsed on Monday after two weeks of being whacked with a, 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 a what's called a headache ball. The tower collapsed on Monday afternoon after a few last whacks with a wrecking ball swung by a high-rise crane. Luckily, no injuries reported. The tower was the core of an 11-story building that was imploded with explosives back on February 16th. Now, the 11th floor surrounding the core duly collapsed, but the solid concrete core which contained the stairway and the elevator shafts there in this building in downtown Dallas. It remained standing, but at an angle. Like I said, it was the leaning tower of Dallas, and a contractor had to come in and whack away for two weeks with a 5,600-pound wrecking ball. And luckily, on Monday, the leaning tower of Dallas came a-crashing down. And that eyesore and that real scare there, because you don't want to have any kind of building that you can't occupy sit there and have the threat of falling down at a moment's notice if the wind picks up just right that that thing could come crashing down and possibly hurt or kill people it's gone now that's good news for all those in the in the metroplex now to warren county mississippi where vicksburg is found right there the city right on the mississippi river the mayor of vicksburg says federal officials are responding to his call for attention to road and erosion damage At Vicksburg National Military Park, the park that honors the 1863 battle, the siege of Vicksburg there, the Vicksburg newspaper there, the Vicksburg Post reports that a National Park Service incident management team is expected to be at the park this week to stabilize some areas and make plans for more permanent repairs. The park is, of course, the site of this 1863 Civil War battle, and it's a big tourism draw for the city of Vicksburg, Mississippi. And there you have a lot of the area that I've seen pictures come in where parts of the roads have all come crashing down due to mudslides as Mississippi and so many other of our southern states have had too many problems with too much water. And that's caused a lot of problem. The White House responded to the mayor's letter the other day, and they also got the secretary of the interior available to talk to the mayor's office there in Vicksburg, the group is able to help bring awareness of the problems there and this u.s senator from mississippi senator cindy smith she came to the park back on february 21st and said she would make repairs one of her top priorities for this big tourist of the uh, it's a big tourism draw 
Vicksburg National Military Park, Vicksburg, Mississippi, and they have had plenty of damage there, and it's really caused problems and, and tourism tourists being warned if if they're even able to go into certain portions of the park about mudslides and its drawback there. Now here's our word of the day on y'all the show all about the South. We go to Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, Tennessee, and the word of the day is mule kicker. And the mule kicker robbery suspect is in custody and faces more charges. Now what in the world is a, a mule kicking robber? Well, video shows a man named Robert Shigog as he was arrested and he's been now charged with 16 charges in Rutherford County, Tennessee. Shigog was previously arrested and charged for burglary after being caught on video kicking in store doors by propelling his foot backwards and that in a way that is reminiscent of the mule and other the other four-legged animals that kick backwards, which I can only think of a mule, if you want to know the truth of the matter. Now, police have accused Shegog for the following robberies back in the fall, the robbery of an R&L market in the Murfreesboro area where he stole cigarettes and cash valued at $950. He's also accused of stealing $1,200 in cigarettes from the Last Stop Market on Las Casas Highway in Rutherford County. Also, at the Last Stop Market, he went back in there about six weeks later, stole another $1,500 in cigarettes. This time, he also stole $250 in cash. And then on Epps Mill Road in the Murfreesboro area, he went to the Epps Mill Market and stole $65 in cash back on November 9th. And he's now being held on a $62,000 bond at the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center. And and this follows after he's been accused in more than 60 burglaries total. Mr. Shegog, the mule-kicking robber, in a lot of problems there in Rutherford County, Tennessee. And stay away from him. And I wonder how much mule-kicking he's getting involved in behind bars these days. And as we wrap up our headlines, let's go to Brenham, Texas, the hometown of Bluebell Ice Cream. And they've just announced that they've combined their Bluebell Ice Cream three cookie dough flavors to create their newest ice cream cookie dough overload oh yes cookie dough overload is a vanilla ice cream with hints of brown sugar and it's loaded with chocolate chip cookie dough peanut butter cookie dough and fudge cookie dough pieces joe robertson is the executive director of advertising and marketing for bluebell in brenham and he said, why well, choose only one or two dough pieces when you can have all three? Cookie dough is a popular mix-in for ice cream. We have flavors that combine the, the, and they contain the chocolate chip cookie dough and peanut butter cookie dough pieces. But this is the first with fudge cookie dough pieces. It is a great tasting trio. Cookie dough overload is now available in the half gallon and pint sizes, but only for a limited time as this is the first brand new flavor for Bluebell ice cream for this year. And they have more to come, according to Mr. Robertson there. You can go to their website and see this for yourself. Or better yet, head into your local grocery store and see if you can't get you a half gallon of Bluebell's brand new rollout. Cookie dough overload. Oh, you that's just a perfect thing to get us through this break. And you know what else is just about as good as great ice cream? southern politics especially right here on super tuesday 2020 when we come back we're going to give you an inside scoop on the various states of the south i think there's nine of them in total that are going to the polls and having a democratic primary on this day 
and we'll let you know those states and the closing time and everything you need to know how many delegates are at stake as part of our southern political report also president trump was in charlotte on monday having a great time trying to i guess it would be called uh stalk the democratic primary of north carolina with a rally just hours before the democratic primary there in the tar hill state and we'll let you know about that plus later this hour we've got an update from y'all.com and we've got if you're a pet owner a perfect story to pass along the least as well as the most pet friendly vacation spots all that's still coming your way in hour one of y'all asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street (coughs) now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved primatine mist the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Stop me on the corner, swear you hit me like a vision I, I, I wasn't expecting, but who am I to tell Faye where it's supposed to go with it Don't you blink, you might miss it, see we got a right to just love it or leave it, you find it and keep it, cause it ain't every day you get the chance to say It's a Super Tuesday edition of the Y'all Show. Back with you here as we cover everything Southern politics in this section of our show today. And we'll also have a big section on the Wednesday show since it will be a recap of what happens on this Super Tuesday 
in the nine southern states where voters go to the polls and choose their favorite Democratic candidate. Although that number is dwindling rather quickly. Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar, the latest people to exit the race, as well as Tom Steiner. And now there's actually a story out about people who voted early in some of the states like Texas, people who voted for Pete Buttigieg or Amy Klobuchar. And now that these two essentially quit just moments before the Texas primary, people are not very happy, especially if they voted early. They feel like they threw their votes away. And you can't help but think that one voter said we need ranked choice voting, because if that were the case, they could have gone on and their second vote could have gone and counted towards someone who was not sitting out and not walking away from the 2020 election. But yes, those are the latest people to drop out for president in the race for president here in the South today. Now, on Monday night in Charlotte, North Carolina, President Trump went to a rally at the Bojangles Arena. That's the old Charlotte Coliseum, the really, really old Charlotte Coliseum, the one that dates back to the 1950s and 60s. And the president had a big rally there. A lot of a lot of people in the parking lot weren't able to sneak into the Coliseum there in the Queen City. And he had a typical campaign rally as he was sort of, like I said, stalking the Democrats of North Carolina as they're going to the polls, along with eight other southern states on this Super Tuesday. Now, to give you a better idea of what's at stake here across the southeast, we're going to give you some basics on the nine southern states having primaries on this day. Let's start in alphabetical order, if you don't mind, with Alabama. And there are 52 delegates at stake in Alabama's open primary Polls close in the Yellowhammer State at 7 p.m. East, or rather 7 p.m. Central, all of Alabama, of course, in the central time zone. And the people who've spent the most time campaigning in Alabama, Mike Bloomberg and Bernie Sanders, they both spent three days in Alabama as of Monday. And we'll find out what happens with that state as it goes to the polls here for Super Tuesday. Expect Joe Biden to have a pretty good pretty good run in alabama on super tuesday although it still might come down to bernie sanders and bloomberg bloomberg with all those ads in that state is this again not only is this super tuesday this is officially mike bloomberg's in the race day as he's officially on the ballot this day for the first time the former mayor of new york city now we'll move on to arkansas where arkansas on this day has 31 pledged delegates at stake in the natural state polls close in arkansas at 7 30 p.m central standard time and mike bloomberg's been in arkansas a lot he spent two days campaigning in arkansas and of course back in 2016 the former first lady of arkansas hillary clinton beat bernie sanders but something tells me bernie just might have a pretty good deal in arkansas on this super tuesday moving along now to the state of north carolina as again president trump there on monday night and North Carolina's got 110 pledged delegates at stake. Voters will not be required to show photo ID for this primary election. In a December 31st order, a federal district court blocked North Carolina's voter photo ID requirement from taking effect. The injunction will remain in place until further order of the court. So that's good news to know. Photo ID not required for this primary election. That according to the North Carolina State Board of elections polls close in north carolina at 7 30 eastern time mike bloomberg and bernie sanders both have spent a lot of time as they both spent four four days stumping in north carolina as of this past 
weekend. And right now, it's a neck and neck race, not really with with Mayor Bloomberg, but it looks like Joe Biden and Sanders Biden with that big win across the border in South Carolina this past weekend. He's looking to capitalize that in North Carolina. Bernie Sanders also are they're both fighting neck and neck. And the latest pollsters said they both have about 25 percent support in North Carolina heading into Super Tuesday in Oklahoma. That state also going to the polls here. Thirty seven delegates are at stake in the state of Oklahoma. Polls closed there at seven central time. Mike Bloomberg had spent three days campaigning in Oklahoma as of this past weekend. In the state of Tennessee on this day, you've got a Democratic primary. And in that state of Tennessee, polls close at 8 Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time. Of course, Tennessee split up into two different time zones. And in Tennessee, there are going to be a total of 64 pledged delegates at stake in the volunteer state. And a lot of people keeping their eyes on the two big towns since this is a Democratic primary. Those two big towns where delegates will be coming in heavy from are the, the cities of Nashville and the city of Memphis, Tennessee, as Tennessee is a heavily, heavily Republican-leaning state. Although I will say the mayor of Memphis, and that is Jim Strickland, has put his support behind Mike Bloomberg. That was a big announcement that came out in the last couple of days. But Tennessee, again, going to the polls on this Super Tuesday. Also is the state of Texas, as Texas only trails California for importance on this day from a delegate standpoint 228 delegates at stake in texas's open primary meaning republicans can go in and vote for whoever they want to on the democratic side on this day polls close in texas at 7 p.m local time that means it might be polls closing as well on the east coast eight or nine o'clock because texas has two time zones not only do they have central time zone but out in the el paso area you got mountain time zone and bernie sanders elizabeth warren have both spent eight days campaigning in texas and in recent memory so again the lone star state 228 delegates at stake right now and it'll be really fun to see who emerges on that now the only texan that survived i guess longer than beto o'rourke running for president was julian castro and he put out a tweet saying today i'm proud to endorse elizabeth warren for president elizabeth and i share a vision of america where everyone counts an america where people not the wealthy or well connected are put first i'm proud to join her in the fight for big structural change again that's the former i think he was a health and human services secretary in the obama administration julian castro putting his pledge to elizabeth warren as texas with these 228 delegates at stake here on super tuesday now to the commonwealth of virginia virginia not as big as texas but still got a heavy haul of delegates on tap on this election day 2020 for primary day at least 99 delegates at stake in virginia's open primary and these delegates get divvied up proportionally according to the results in each congressional district and that makes it a challenge for the Virginia Department of Elections when it's all said and done. Polls close in Virginia at 7 Eastern. And Mike Bloomberg has spent a bunch of days in Virginia campaigning. Also spent millions and millions and millions of dollars trying to get in the support in Virginia. Now, Tim Kaine, the senator for Virginia, former governor of the Commonwealth, he's already announced that he's supporting Joe Biden 
as he says america is afflicted by a president who delights in division cruelty lies and chaos we deserve better in the oval office in virginia's primary i will proudly vote for joe biden joe has exemplary heart character and experience and he's a leader our kids can look up to those the words of u.s senator tim kane of the state of georgia uh, rather virginia now moving on to georgia see georgia's on my mind and georgia's on my mind not because they have a primary on this super tuesday but they're going to have quite a uh, an ugly scene on the republican side in a couple of months because on monday it was officially filing day and i think they had a deadline they had to meet and you now officially can announce here on the y'all show that the current senator the the junior senator of the peach state kelly loffler she's going to have a fellow republican going up against her in a head-to-head fight on november 3rd as that's the day georgians will go in and vote for their next u.s senator loffler appointed by brian kemp the governor of georgia to fill out the i guess the term that senator isaacson would have had as georgia's u.s senator but he had to resign at the end of 2019 due to health reasons and now kelly loffler who's a newcomer to politics is going to have a challenge from a republican in addition to the democrats and this republican going up against her on november 3rd is congressman doug collins who is from the gainesville georgia area and of course he is a guy known during the impeachment phrase as a diehard trump defender in the u.s house and has been on just about every talk show other than the y'all show defending president trump during impeachment but now he's going up against her as they're going to pick a u.s senator if loffler is not re-elected in november to or really she won't be re-elected she was appointed so she'll have to win her first real election in this november 3rd ballot as georgia is set up to have a, a very contentious race that will include not only the presidency where it was a little bit too close for comfort back in 2016 in the peach state now they also will be going to polls choosing on that same election day 2020 a u.s senator and lawler could be actually elected instead of just being appointed as she is right now by governor kemp of the state of georgia when we come back on the y'all show we're going to stay away from politics for goodness sakes we're going to get into the y'all.com coverage as y'all.com has a great article up right now if you love your pet the least and the most pet friendly vacation spots and a bunch of these are right here in the south and we'll brag on it and you can feel 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 free by the way to brag on your little four-legged friend whether that's a a doggy or a a kitty cat oh y'all just love those dogs and cats don't you yes hey also while i have a second here let me go ahead and make a big announcement here on the y'all show on wednesday's y'all show we'll have a very very full show we've got our acc spotlight that's coming your way and we'll also have a little country music news coming in from Precious Harris. But we got a very special guest that's going to be joining us in hour two of the Wednesday Y'all Show. Mr. God Bless the USA, Lee Greenwood, country music icon. He has he put out a bunch of records throughout the last 40 years. He's had seven number one songs, and he's had, I think, 20 top 10 songs. Lee Greenwood, the country music celeb, our very special guest on Wednesday's y'all show you don't want to miss it also on thursday 
We're going to have books on our mind and the author of the new book, Stealth War, and that would be Brigadier General Retired Robert Spaulding III, General Spaulding coming on as he's an Air Force retiree, and he's going to talk about his China-themed book, and he's going to warn us about China, which, of course, right now with the coronavirus, it, it stems from that nation, that communist country. It is a perfect time to bring on Brigadier General Robert Spaulding onto the Y'all Show and talk about his book, Stealth War. That's on Thursday's Y'all Show. See, this is a show that's got it all, y'all. Again, coming up next, we'll go to y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South, with a little dog and cat friendly story. All that's coming up next. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. This is the Y'all Show, our final segment of this first hour of the All Southern Program. John Rawl back with you, and Y'all.com helps put this little production on each and every day. Y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South. Well, we're in the month of March, and if you haven't got your spring break plans already laid out, then you might might want to do it. And if you've got four-legged friends, dogs, cats, and other great creatures. Hey, we've got a great story up at y'all.com. You need to go check out the least and most pet-friendly vacation states. What states are our haters and who loves those great pets of the world? Upgradedpoints.com is the website. 
and they've recently unveiled the results of their latest data study and this one again rating the degree of pet friendliness for 50 of the most popular vacation destinations and for this study data compiled on the following eight criteria the number of dog parks per 100,000 population the number of pet stores the number of pet friendly hotels the number of vacation rentals that accommodate pets also the number extent of pet friendly restaurants the availability of veterinarians per 100,000 population total miles of hiking trails available and the total number of hiking trails per 100,000 people so a lot went into this again from the website that's out there with this report upgradedpoints.com so let me tell you about this isn't necessarily states this is spots the 15 well let's start with the 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 bad one first let's go from bad to worse right the 15 least pet friendly vacation spots in the country and i'm only going to focus on the ones in the south if you don't mind because some of these are well outside of our region like maui hawaii is the number one least pet friendly vacation spot in the entire united states of america new york city comes in at number two in the south memphis is at number seven. Oh, memphis you might be the home of the king of rock and roll but you're evidently not a very pet friendly place according to this website and besides memphis in the top 15 towns of the southeast you've got san antonio texas comes in at number 12 as the least friendly vacation spot to take a pet and you got other two others so i guess we got a total of four southern towns making this list so memphis at seven san antonio 12 13 kansas city missouri you might be the home of the super bowl champion chiefs but you don't like your your pets and that's not a good thing there kcmo maybe over in kcks kansas city kansas they're a little bit more pet friendly and lastly in the south louisville kentucky checks in at number 14 and the least friendly pet cities in the country by the way louisville just ahead of los angeles california la comes in at number 15 on the least pet friendly vacation spots in the country again based on eight factors with a total possible city score of 50 and by the way if the the best possible score is a 50 maui hawaii got a 2.3 and the south cities like memphis 6.1 you have san antonio with an 8.0 score kansas city missouri 8.4 and then louisville 9.3 on the 50 score that that's not going to cut it y'all but let's move over to the areas that are actually the most pet friendly vacation spots in the country again based on these factors these eight factors with your highest possible score of a 50 and you know what do you know which town in the south which town in the country is it's from the south is the best city in all of america that's for pet friendly vacation spots and that city would be right there in western north carolina asheville north carolina with a score of almost 48 out of 50 on the most pet friendly vacation spots they must when you walk into the city limits of asheville they must hug up they must hug up on your pet and give you all kind of treats free of charge that must be what's going on there in the mountains of north carolina Asheville, a great town, no doubt about it, but it's also a great town for pets. Orlando comes in at number three on this list. Orlando checks in with a score of 39.9. How about the coastal empire of Georgia? Savannah is at number four in the most pet friendly vacation spots of the country. And Key West, Florida. Ah, what a lucky dog or cat if you're in Key West. 
Key West checks in at number five. Charleston, South Carolina, the holy city, the home of the Bulldogs. Well, they're also the home of pet-friendly vacationers. Charleston checks in at number eight. Greenville, South Carolina, in the upstate, comes in at number 10 with a score of 34.9. The Big Easy, New Orleans, is at number 11 on this list. Austin, Texas, at number 13. And those are your only southern cities making, again, the top 15 most pet-friendly vacation spots these are it's a good thing to be on this list and how about the carolinas with several representatives asheville greenville also charleston and although not technically south carolina it is about a one iron and a six iron let's see a a one wood and then maybe a six iron drive across the savannah river from south carolina over to savannah georgia and uh savannah georgia checks in so all of those over in bluffton will give you a credit here as well as let's see harleyville south carolina right right on i-95 you can also take credit for savannah success as one of your top pet friendly vacation spots in the country savannah checking in at number four in the country so all this again brought to you as a public service announcement of y'all.com courtesy of upgraded points Dot com and again it's all right there you can learn more about how these cities got on this list of places that are pet friendly or the least pet friendly places around the good old us of a when we come back on the y'all show hour two is awaiting and we'll start it off with a little sports land yap a mixed bag of all kinds of sports stuff from throughout the southeast and then matt hermans is going to talk college baseball and he's going to tell us about crawfish and grits and that's part of his barbecue barrister duties. And that's all coming up in hour two of the show that we call Y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. back for another hour of the y'all show hello there coming up in just a few minutes here we've got matt hermans the barrister of college baseball the barrister of bodacious barbecue he's got his two reports coming our way you don't want to miss out on the fun we've got the latest with the top 25 of college baseball and then of course hey he always has food on his mind and we're going to talk about crawfish with matt hermans later this hour we begin this second hour 803-816-1170 by the way our number to call or connect to us anytime we uh, text 
or if you want to call it 803-816-1170 and leave us a message or connect with us here we welcome your instant feedback here on the y'all show we start this hour out with a sports lanyap a mixture of all things sports on this tuesday edition and from the world of golf dustin johnson has decided he's going to skip the olympics as his agent has cited his schedule as the problem there david winkle confirmed this decision and he's not going to participate in what would be the second olympics that features golf as a part of the sport of course justin rose won back in 2016 in rio justin rose the english golfer won the gold medal there johnson elected not to play in the 2016 olympics a lot of others did not over that particular deal at that time it was the zika virus going on now we got the coronavirus this year and the fifth ranked golfer in the world dustin johnson already announced and he's not going to participate in the olympics in japan this year is where it will be held if it is held dustin johnson a 20-time pga tour winner who captured the 2016 u.s open He's going to skip out on the Olympics. I assume a lot of other golfers will be doing that as well. I don't know if Dustin's going to be participating this weekend as the PGA Tour winds its way to Orlando where Bay Hill welcomes in the Arnold Palmer Classic there that goes on each year on the PGA Tour. Chipper Jones is a Florida native and the Atlanta Braves great has now joined ESPN as a game analyst. The Hall of Fame third baseman going to be part of the ESPN broadcast. He debuts on opening day as he'll be in the booth when the San Francisco Giants play at Dodger Stadium. And that's on March 26. Chipper Jones worked twice last year as a guest analyst for ESPN. He's 47 years old, and he hit 468 home runs as a slugger for the Bravos. Congratulations to Jacksonville's own Chipper Jones now going to be on television. A judge has declared a uh, declared a mistrial in the case of a former North Carolina football player charged with violating the state's sports agent law as this mistrial for Christopher Hawkins who faced four counts as he was tied to providing cash to three former Tar Heels for, for, for three former far, Tar Heel football players back in 2010. After more than seven hours of deliberations on Friday and on Monday, a jury there in Hillsborough, North Carolina, informed the Superior Court judge they couldn't reach a unanimous verdict on any charge. And now a mistrial in the case of this former North Carolina player charged with violating the state sports agent law. And again, part of the whole controversy that's been happening there with the UNC football program for for quite some time. I'm sure UNC trying to get out of the negative headlines for its really all of its athletic programs to college basketball as it is our sports land. Yep, let's give you a quick kind of get glance over of the leaders of our college basketball conferences as we're entering some cases this week conference tournament time next week will be the conferences that don't that aren't having it this week they'll be having it next week a quick look at the aac the houston cougars and the tulsa golden hurricane both are tied this week atop that league with 12 and 4 conference records the acc louisville has a one game lead as of right now over florida state 15 and 4 the birds have that lead the liberty flames and North Florida. The Ospreys are tied upon the Atlantic Sun Conference's lead and Stets and the Hatters there nipping on their heels. In the Big 12, the unanimous number one team right now, the Kansas Jayhawks, are 15-1 and and have a good little lead there over Baylor since they went into Waco the other day and beat the Bears ranked number four, by the way, in the latest poll. In the Big South Conference, the Winthrop Eagles out of Rock Hill, South Carolina, lead that conference. Out of the Big 10, hey, congratulations to the Maryland Terrapins, the 
the Terps out of College Park lead the Big Ten and have a chance to win that conference, their first conference title. If they can pull that off this week, the Terps with a 13-5 and conference record as of right now. In the CAA, Hofstra leads that conference. William and Mary, the Tribe, are nipping on their heels with a 13-5 and conference record. In Conference USA, North Texas, the Ming Green lead that conference with a 14-3 and mark. In the MAC, no, 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 no. In the MEAC, North Carolina A&T and North Carolina Central are the leaders of that conference. In the Missouri Valley Conference, which has teams like Missouri State in there, Northern Iowa currently on top of that conference. In the Ohio Valley Conference, Nashville's Belmont University, the leaders there tied with, actually, with Murray State, John Morant's alma mater. The racers of Murray State and the Bruins of Belmont both have 15-3 and three records. In the Southeastern Conference, Kentucky already captured the regular season title with a 14-2 and two conference record as of right now. ETSU won the Southern Conference. The Bucks out of Johnson City with a 16-2 and two record, just enough to get past Furman in the SOCON. In the Southland Conference, what a year it's been there in Nacogdoches. As Stephen F. Austin and the Lumberjacks 17-1, and one, they win the regular season title there prairie view right now looks like there you've got the swack soda with a 13 and 2 conference record and in the sunbelt conference the little rock trojans looks like they've captured that record or that conference with a 15 and 4 conference record and that's a quick look at your college basketball conference standings here on this sports land yeah tuesday edition when we come back we're going to switch over to talking about college baseball baseball insider matt hermans is going to be on to tell us about the big weekend and the latest standings the top 10 of college baseball plus we'll get him to talk a little crawfish as the hour continues all that ahead on the y'all show asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Deep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. 
This is the Y'all Show. Hello to the All Southern Program. And we're going to talk some barbecue with our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans in a handful of moments. But if you're feeling a little froggy, like I think Matt Hermans is feeling on this day, there's a reason for that. Well, actually, there might be two reasons. The TCU Horn Frogs have entered the top 25 of college baseball. We'll get Matt Hermans' take on that. And I think he's feeling froggy because he's got a little issue going on with his throat. You don't have that coronavirus, do you? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling great. It's got a little bit of that itch in the throat. Maybe it's uh, spring trying to sneak up and giving me allergies or something like that. You you weren't out at the ballpark this weekend cheering on your favorite team, and that's what's caused that. No, no. Typically, uh, I would I would admit to that, but uh, no, I'm uh, I'm just uh, under the weather, as they say. Yeah. Well, college baseball, unlike college football, I think there are some rabid fans now a little bit different than football. I don't believe the sport of college baseball requires people to yell nonstop for four quarters. Maybe maybe I know there's that famous chant of throw it in the dirt that's a little obnoxious. I know I think uh, maybe cowbells are used at Mississippi State for baseball. Tell me, uh, do they have other obnoxious traditions in baseball that I need to know about? Well, you got the, you know, you got the hecklers. Uh, some some programs have their little group of uh, hecklers that keep the, you know, keep the mouthing uh, at a high level throughout the entire game. You know, with the hay batter and the, mm-hmm. you know, the pitcher. Uh, you know the, you know, different levels, I guess, of um, of uh, insulting remarks to kind of <laughs> get the uh, get the infield and uh, get uh, get the pitcher off their game. Uh, that's nothing that's just baseball okay well uh, again that's why we have the barrister of college baseball on with us mad Hermans, to help us understand a lot more about this sport well we've wrapped up another week it was week three this past weekend in college baseball and i want to get your thoughts on what happened there as i mentioned tcu has entered the top 25 as the horn frogs out of fourth worth they check in at number 22 they're 10 and 1 thus far in college baseball for this new season and at 22 in the d1 baseball poll did you see this coming well i did um i figured this would happen if they if they had a good outing against uh uh, this last weekend and they ended up sweeping um going three and oh beating cal on sunday um so yeah i'm not i'm not terribly surprised uh, they there's they've they've beat they didn't beat any um you know wonderful top tier competition but those aren't the, the clubs they beat over the weekend um uh, going three and oh nothing to sneeze at for sure and, and cal is uh a respectable ball club maybe not a tournament team but uh, a little early to, to say so yeah I'm, I'm not surprised tcu jumping in the top 25 and tcu is is a team that uh, jim schlossnagel of course the head coach for tcu he they're kind of a perennial top 25 baseball program so uh uh not shocking them but out there following college baseball matt your other thoughts from week three of college baseball we saw some teams move up some teams move out here this last weekend yeah yeah there's so there's a lot of different polls uh of course um baseball is interesting that way of course you've got football it's ap and coaches poll and i think there's some other polls harris poll and things like that but uh, pretty much you're talking about the ap and coaches poll when you talk about college football and, and in college baseball there are just a lot more there's the baseball america poll there's perfect game poll there's 
D1 baseball poll, which I think is pretty accurate. Uh, those guys at D1 baseball do a pretty good job. But, um, yeah, there have been some teams. And there's some teams, uh, I can think of one, that uh, are still hanging on in the top 25 that maybe shouldn't be there. And that's the uh, – well, we can come back to that. But, uh, yeah, overall, a uh, a pretty good week of college baseball. You had the Shriners um, – uh, Big 12 SEC kind of a showdown if you want to look at it that well or that way you had some games in Frisco you had uh, you had uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders going to play Florida Atlantic and uh, Florida State University in Tallahassee and uh, so yeah you had some really great baseball this weekend across the south I know there was also I don't know if you caught any of the scores from up in Minnesota but three tobacco road schools went up there for a tournament in Minneapolis I think it was NC State duke and north carolina did you happen to see any of the results from that uh i I missed that there was so much baseball to watch excuse me this weekend uh incredible amount of baseball to watch i was focused more on uh on the two tournaments there in texas and then Mm -hmm. in florida uh, but uh also i watched a little miami i watched uh, florida watched a little west coast baseball when they played uh some of our southern teams there ucla bruins by the way but uh no, I will have to catch back up with the ACC. I did see a little bit of South Carolina and Clemson <laughs> getting together in their series, uh, but uh, Clemson ended up winning that series. Correct. I think they won the Friday game at uh, Founders Park there in Columbia, home of the Gamecocks, and then Saturday's game was held at Segra Park, which is the home of the single A team, the Columbia Fireflies. And uh-huh. so two games held in Columbia, but not at the same stadium. And then the third game went up to the stadium in Colum- in Clemson, South Carolina, and the Tigers won that rubber match there in the upstate of South Carolina to win that series again. Clemson has really dominated this baseball series over the last couple of years. And South Carolina baseball, let's be honest, has not been very good over the last four to five years. In fact, they remember they fired Chad Holbrook, who had been a longtime assistant there for the athletic director now at South Carolina, Ray Tanner. And he comes in, his assistant, and does a, a fair job, but they didn't get a World Series appearance under Chad Holbrook. So they showed him the door, and they brought in a guy, I think, from South Florida to be the coach. And they didn't even – I don't think they even made the tournament last year. And they're not doing all that great here this year. The best highlight, by the way, did you see this last week? The best highlight for Gamecock baseball happened in a midweek game last week when a guy that they were facing off against hit a, a foul ball and it went over on the left, left-hand left side of the field. And there was a fellow there in a pretty empty stadium there in Columbia, South Carolina, and that beer hit his gigantic glass of beer, <laughs> and it went off like an atomic bomb. Now, things aren't good if that's the best highlight we can come up with thus far for Gamecock baseball. <laughs> that's true. And, uh, boy, I feel you know feel bad for the guy. He got a full beer, and then, uh, man, that's, that'll ruin your day. But uh, no, South Carolina baseball certainly a rich uh, tradition. Very proud program has some have had has had a heck of a lot of success over the years. But uh, down recently, and uh, you know, folks in Columbia not happy with losing to, losing to Clemson and anything, yeah, much less uh, baseball for sure. So. And again, we're talking about the Gamecock baseball program, which won back-to-back national championships within the last dozen years or so, and they they can't even serve 
their wins up in Columbia SC when they have a team like Clemson coming in, which you'd think they'd be they'd be going all out for. Let's switch over from the Palmetto State and back to the state of Texas and kind of channeling a little Texas baseball, or rather Texas football, as in the Longhorns. Matt Hermans, I know you've heard the term DBU before. I, I have, I have, and there's got a couple different uh, meanings, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, for in, sure. In Longhorn world, DBU is Defensive Back University. People like Rod right. Babers, who hosts one of our sister shows here, the Longhorn Blitz Show. DBU, Nathan Vasher, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You, you can go through the list a lot better than I can throughout the years, as the Longhorns claim to be the preeminent school out there for dbus i guess it's all the other positions the horns haven't done quite so good at (laughs) and that's why they haven't won a championship in 15 years now but to their credit they've won so not going to pick on texas too much here but in the state of texas in fact (laughs) i think there was a company making hats that had dbu on it to celebrate texas's proud defensive strategy on the football field and they got sued by the other dbu in the state of texas and that would be dallas baptist university and i want to talk about this school which a lot of people let's be honest have not heard of dbu right they're a top 25 college baseball program they've hosted regionals there in their portion of dallas what more can you tell us about this up-and-coming baseball program well, uh, for those folks around uh, the Metroplex, as they call it, the Dallas-Fort Worth uh, area, uh, Dallas Baptist is not – this is not a new name in college baseball. This is someone – this is a program that has been uh, really, really good for a long time. Now, recently, let's say over the past decade or so, you've had regional appearances. You've had super regional appearances. Like you said, they've hosted there in uh, – Essentially, the south part of Dallas, uh, along Loop Twelve, there is where Dallas Baptist is, and uh, so yeah, it's one of these. One of the cool things about college baseball is that there are programs like this, and in Dallas Baptist, I think they're in the. Oof, get me on the spot here. They're, they're Missouri, Missouri Valley, Valley yeah, something like that. I want to say it's not a Power Five league by any means, but uh, college baseball is such that. Um, Especially throughout the South, you got so many kids playing baseball that if you if you have a school like Dallas Baptist that has a kind of a recognized um, excellence there, you can recruit and you can play high level baseball. Um, and Dallas Baptist does that, and they've done that for a long time. Um, this is one of these kind of mighty mighty mid majors uh, in college baseball, and they're sitting at number eighteen. And the last thing I last time I saw, but uh, they've played. Uh, Texas Tech in, in regionals recently. They've played uh, Florida. I mean, they've they they've matched up really well with some of these programs as well. So, yeah, a tiny school, really small private school, um, but baseball is what they're known for. I think there's something along the lines of 1,800 students at that campus. But uh, you know, you don't need you know you don't need it. You need a baseball stadium. You need success, and uh, they've been able to do it. So, um, a baseball powerhouse there in. Uh, in an unexpected place yeah you said on the south side there are some, the south siders there in the metroplex that's right well they're, yeah they're at, 
exactly <laughs> kind of channeling the other south siders up in chicago we're talking with uh-huh. matt Hermans. this is our barrister of college baseball here on the y'all show john rawl glad to have you aboard here as we have college baseball front and center on tuesdays going forward for the rest of the excitement of college baseball we'll get you to omaha thanks to matt Hermans. matt last week we told you that we would give it the little the little fellows of college baseball some love from time to time the, the dallas baptist if you will and of course it wasn't that long ago i think it was just three or four years ago coastal carolina then in the big south conference went out to omaha and won the college world series so we look across the southland with conferences like the southern conference you also have the ovc you have the american conference which doesn't necessarily have superpowers in college baseball although i did see ucf has done pretty well in that conference here lately and of course i think they've got uh, uh how, how does i think houston has even done pretty good in uh-huh. college baseball right houston has had some success absolutely and uh uh, you talk about rice as well certainly not um they're out of the conference usa ranks that's right but uh if we're focusing on the the non-p5 guys they're certainly one uh, uh, there's a, a former national champion rice owl that's that's, that's yeah. correct not not uh after uh uh mr graham retired um at a at a uh with with high honors there at rice uh, they haven't been they've been able to find that level of excellence but um really really storied baseball program and we've got some we got some quote-unquote little guys hanging around the top 25 and in the top 25 now uh for sure you've you've already mentioned dallas baptist um tulane is now sitting at nine and two and they're they're uh 23 now i know you're going to say tulane uh, not always a little guy particularly historically but uh, they've won a national championship too in the last 20 years right that's right that's right uh, another baseball uh, program that uh, has had a great deal of success uh, over the years for sure so um you're when you when you get to uh east carolina too uh we we talked about people who moved in and dropped out east carolina is a program not a i wouldn't say a little guy not a not a power five league but certainly a uh, good size school and, and a recognizable name. The Pirates there at East Carolina. They have uh, had some baseball success and some tournament appearances over the last several years as well. So, cool thing about that is that um, you know college basketball and football, of course, to a large degree. You, you talk about big names. You talk about uh, and a lot of times baseball has the same thing. You're a bigger program. You have uh, higher level recruiting and bigger names. You play bigger teams. You have higher RPI, et cetera. But you got the little guys. You got the little teams that can sustain success. And that's very, very interesting, particularly the Chanticleers, like you said, of Coastal Carolina. They just went on an absolute tear yeah. a few years ago, winning the championship. Just an unprecedented level of offense there coming off the bats there for Coastal Carolina. So pretty cool. Pretty 2016, cool. the year for that. Correct. Coastal Carolina's magical run. Then again, in the Big South Conference which a lot of people don't even know who, what that conference is. And they have teams like Charleston Southern, and they've got teams like Gardner-Webb, and that team there, Coastal Carolina, emerged from that. Coastal Carolina has since moved up in the ranks and even went to a, a power program for football. They're now in the Sunbelt Conference. You talked about East Carolina, the Pirates, this past weekend. They hosted a tournament there in Greenville, North Carolina. I know they had High Point participate that in that tournament, and they even brought in a team from the SEC as Mississippi went all the way to Greenville to Pirate Country and ended up winning every single game mm. in that tournament there. 
and those rebel sharks are on a tear mike bianco his team has done quite well out of the gate here in 2020 they are they are on a tear um this is a team that that was uh right on the edge of the top 25 uh, one of these programs that uh, you thought would have some some talent for sure but just could it come together how was the offense a very young offense how's that going to work you got transfers like kale baker kenny powers we've talked about before guys that are coming in from juke the juco ranks and uh figuring out how they're going to gel and come together but they have just been uh they're sitting at i think uh, 11 and 1 at this point and they've gone from 25 to 9 in the rankings and uh, just a ton of momentum there for the rebels uh, which is the opposite of their their in-state uh, rival there mississippi state hadn't gone quite that well for the state uh, the bulldogs and what's going on in startville i haven't caught up what what they did this last weekend yeah uh mississippi state uh, of course one of these programs in the sec west uh, royalty if you will a very um a story program great facilities great baseball every year they have started off ranked very high they were ranked in the top 10 um but but they have struggled uh, mississippi state is sitting at 18 now and i would say and i'm going by the d1 baseball poll we can't go through all the polls um mm-hmm. of course there's just too many of them but they're sitting at seven four uh, they went two and three this last weekend um I would say it's generous that they're sitting in the top 25 still. And, and look, I think Mississippi State, uh, folks of Starkville, not time to panic for sure. I think you've got a good ball club. I think uh, things will come around. But a tale of two programs there in the Magnolia State. you got one um, just barely hanging around the top 25, which is rocketing up the poles and, and uh, dominating their their, their uh, opposition. you got Mississippi State starting off in the top 10 and kind of dropping struggling so baseball is a wild sport sometimes you don't play your best ball at the beginning sometimes you do uh but yeah tale of two programs there in starkville and oxford and i think in midweek action someone a little birdie told me that those diamond dogs in stark vegas lost to alcorn state i think yeah they did they lost to alcorn state a team that uh It'll really stick in the craw of the Bulldogs team that uh, Ole Miss had uh, had beaten uh, the oh. week before, and then those team that team that plays at Swayze Field in midweek action, they were able to defeat the in-state foe Southern Miss last week. Now, one team we got to brag on the the bragging continues this week as we wrap up our D one Baseball dot com looking at the poll, a team that's moving on up just like that TV show from the seventies, Matt Hermans. The Tennessee Vols, the Vols, took wow. care of business against GW as George Washington went into Rocky Top last weekend. And get this, here are the results of that series that the Tennessee Vol baseball team had with George Washington. 7-1, the opener. The second game was a 7-3 victory. And then the last game of the three-game series, the Tennessee Vols won that one 10-0. Tennessee, uh, Rocky Top is, is rocking. Uh, you know, Old Smokey is uh, trading in the helmet for the uh, the batting gloves here at this point. So the interesting thing about Tennessee, we this is a surprise team in a lot of ways. A lot of folks, we talked a little bit about them last week. A lot of folks thought the pitching was going to be uh, good enough to uh, to maybe maybe make some noise there in the SEC East. The East, um, the you know, it varies by year, but uh, the East is usually the weaker division for baseball um, than the West in the SEC. Uh, and that, a lot of that has to do with uh, South Carolina being down and uh, 
but even even generally, you're talking about uh, programs like LSU, like uh, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, um, that go that are in the West that are just perennial powers. In the East, you've got Florida, um, and of course uh, Vandy. Uh, but uh, this year, there there are four teams currently in the top 25 that are undefeated. Uh, you got Florida at 11 and 0. Uh, I got UCLA out on the West Coast at 11 and 0. You got North Carolina State uh, at 11 and 0, ranked at number eight. And then you've got the Tennessee Volunteers at 12 and 0, uh, going 5 and 0 this last week, sitting at number 20. Um, pretty, pretty close to uncharted territory for the, uh, we'll call them the Diamond Volunteers there. So, uh, but they are on a roll. Uh, like I say, they um, they have a. A lot of quality wins. They have a quality win over Texas Tech, which is uh, uh, eleven and one, and sitting in the top five. So, a lot to be excited about there in Knoxville, and it's about to be springtime. So, uh, perfect time to go out and watch a little ball at your uh, with your twelve and zero top twenty five ranked Volunteers. And UT, they've got the Big Orange, Wright State, the three game series this weekend. Next weekend, around I guess it would be March thirteenth is when Tennessee and virtually every other major conference team begins conference play, and the Vols begin their SEC schedule on the road at Founders Park against the South Carolina Gamecocks. Real quick, as we wrap up our baseball talk with Matt Herman's the latest D1 baseball top 10, Florida's at number one, Vanderbilt, the Vandy Boys come in at number two, Dan McDonald's Louisville Cardinals are at number three. The Georgia Bulldogs at number four. Those Texas Tech Red Raiders check in at number five in D1 Baseball's poll. The undefeated UCLA Bruins are at number six. The Miami Hurricanes, after getting blanked their first weekend, they've somehow managed to stay in the top ten. They're number seven in the latest poll. Elliot Avent's undefeated NC State Wolfpack, as Matt Herman's told us, they're number eight. Mississippi's at number nine. And the Sun Devils of Arizona State check in on the d1 baseball poll at number 10 in this week's poll and we've got more college baseball talk coming throughout the week we'll talk a little baseball with jonathan lifeite from an acc perspective on the wednesday y'all show thursday our sec spotlight will have all the sec fun including the matchups going on this weekend we've got more with matt hearman's coming our way after this timeout. stay tuned we're going to have him switch over he's going to take off his baseball hat and going to put on that barbecue hat as he'll be our barbecue barrister and we've got some fun to talk about that when the y'all show continues with a barrister matt here deep's coming you know what to do Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply. 
Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. We got 24 tall boys on the chill Yeah, 14 of them's mine A little Marshall Tucker on the radio You know we just catch a little groove before the show We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party A tailgate buzz just a sippin' on suds Ain't ever too early To light one up, fill up your cup Cause I ain't no party like And this is the Y'all Show, John Rawl. We're continuing our discussion with the barbecue barrister now, Matt Hermans. Last week we wrapped up the Mardi Gras season, Laissez la Vantan Roulet. And Matt Hermans joining us back now for our final segment on this Tuesday Y'all Show. Matt, did you recover from Mardi Gras? And also, did you do something very extra special here, Mardi Gras season, on the grill that we kind of need to know about? <sighs> Well, we are, I am fully recovered okay. and, uh, I would say the special aspect of it this year for us is, uh, well, our little baby daughter's first Mardi Gras. So that was pretty special, but, uh, it certainly changed the festivities a bit. So, uh, the, the upshot of that is that the recovery period has been much shorter, much easier <laughs> with having a, having a little one during Mardi Gras. Uh, but, okay. uh, we it, had a, we had a hey, great Matt, time. Matt, please don't tell me she took her shirt off. Well, she did, but <laughs> she's the, 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 uh, the qualifier there would be that she's four and a half months uh, old and okay. loves wearing a diaper only. So, you know, uh, okay. uh, yeah. So a little, little different there, but, uh, she certainly got into the Mardi Gras spirit and, uh, Got her first beads at a, at a parade during the day, and um, so that was pretty special for us. It was a good time. It's always uh, nice introducing the young ones to some of the southern traditions across our, our, our regions. Yeah. Well, I know, again, with the, the couple-of-month-old child there, I doubt your grilling schedule was what it had been in years past, but did you have a chance to do up something that we need to know about? Because we, we have to kind of live vicariously through you, sir. <laughs> well, I kept it pretty simple this year. My folks uh, my p- folks were nice enough to come down and allow myself and my wife to ride in the uh, Knights of Mama's parade float that we do every year, which was a good time. But 
Um, I kept it pretty simple. We had some boudin. We've talked about the the delectable Gulf Coast specialty full of all kinds of different parts of the pig that you don't want to know about. And uh, we did a little bit of that on the smoker, which is fantastic. We we did some uh, some finger foods. I think we talked about the uh, the uh, jalapeno popper with uh, pimento cheese, which is a big, uh, big hit. It was great with the the parents and everybody else who came over for a little celebration. So um, we did some Mardi Gras themed stuff. I, I will always find time to fire the grill up and fire the smoker up as well to get something on there, even if it's just boudin or even if it's just bacon wrap poppers. So uh, overall, a very good time had by all. You just got, you know, you just got to change your schedule a little bit when you got uh, kiddos. I understand. Now, when you say boudin, I want to ask you, does that kind of mean one particular meat? Can you kind of get a little creative when you make boudin from the meat standpoint? Well, that uh, that's a, that is an excellent question because that's there are different why we're here. We're here to ask I the know. barbecue barrister great questions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are different kinds of boudin. So okay. the basic, your, your, your regular, I say regular boudin, um, is uh, – pork put it that way pork spices um a lot of times it is parts of the pig that uh you're not uh, necessarily going to eat by themselves put it that way you know we call it awful but not a-w-f-u-l it's o-f-f-a-l which means you know maybe some of the liver maybe some of the kidney and some different parts of the pig now i'm not a i'm not a fan of the uh the organ meat of animals generally but when it comes to boudin yeah, that's what it is and it's delicious mm-hmm. the way it's done that that's your regular boudin and it's mixed with rice and it's wrapped in a casing and it looks like a sausage but it's it's a little different you pop it open and it's kind of a rice and meat mixture it's not your typical sausage but there are different kinds there is crawfish boudin for instance uh, there are there is shrimp boudin um, i'm a big fan of crawfish boudin myself so instead of just the pork mixture and the rice uh you add crawfish tails into it and i say you usually uh boudin is is uh, prepared by uh you know a uh, a processor that the processes meats and things like that but uh crawfish boudin really good i love it on the smoker a little bit of hickory smoke and uh the question we've talked about before is you know do you eat the casing or do you do you slice it down pop it open and eat it like uh, almost like a jambalaya coming out of there but uh, i'm a fan of the casing so I'll, i'm gonna stick on that hill and die on that but um yeah so there are different kinds of shrimp uh, crawfish and just kind of your regular boudin and you know what it's all good well you mentioned the c word crawfish and at y'all.com switching over from boudin to talking a little bit more crawfish as we want to keep that kind of mardi gras theme going here even though the official festivus is now in the rear view <laughs> mirror just like i left lubbock texas in my rear view mirror once i'm leaving mardi gras here mac davis yeah mac right. davis good song i heard it the other day and i thought of you when i heard that song yeah. at y'all.com we've got a great tasty recipe up and this is something that i'd never have heard of this combination and as a proud south carolinian proud low country guy we like to claim that shrimp and grits was our sort of creation and I had a big fight over that over the weekend. Oh, no, well, shrimp and grits, that's, that's, uh, that's New Orleans. And I'm thinking, no, nah, give New Orleans credit for a lot, but I, I'm not going to give them the trophy for creating shrimp and grits. 
but at y'all.com we'll give maybe new orleans louisiana heck maybe even texas and and all the cajun areas of texas credit for this one at y'all.com you can go there right now matt hermans and all y'all and read how you can make crawfish and grits bites and we have a recipe for that so crawfish and grits is that something you're familiar with oh barbecue barrister yeah yes i am as a matter of fact um it is uh what i would describe it as very similar to crawfish etouffee oh with 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 grits uh so it's a gravy more similar to of that than shrimp and grits yeah yeah so yeah I, i would say i would say that yeah so those everybody who's familiar with crawfish etouffee it's basically a a cajun style gravy with crawfish mm-hmm. got some bell pepper that everybody has a trinity right so uh so the bell pepper the onion the celery and then amen you got your the holy trinity i know lord lord uh, lord love us so they um you know you've got that then you got a little thickener you got some seasoning and you got your crawfish so it's kind of a gravy and usually etouffee served over rice but when you t- when you serve it over grits it kind of changes the whole complexion and i'm a huge I'm a big fan of that. I'm a huge fan of shrimp and grits, and I would be happy to, as a Gulf Coaster, I would be happy to grant, uh, of course, <laughs> or acknowledge the fact that... <laughs> Don't use grant around that. me. That's a bad word That's in my right. household. <laughs> You're right. I'm going to have to wash my mouth out, too. But uh, uh, I will have to acknowledge the fact that the uh, the low country South Carolinians, you know, you probably lay claim to the shrimp and grits. Now, it's moved... You know, of course, the popularity's moved down throughout the South along the Gulf Coast. But there is something different about Gulf Coast shrimp and grits, uh, as far as compared to South Carolina shrimp and grits, there's a difference. It, it kind of takes on a different a kind of a Cajun flair, whereas the shrimp and grits I've had in South Carolina come almost a smoky bacon type uh, gravy, which is wonderful. But that's a different uh, subject for a different day. The, the crawfish and grits is really nice. Uh, very, again, very usually uh, heavily spiced, as you would imagine, along the Gulf Coast and served over either cheese grits or, or creamy, buttery uh, white hominy grits as well i've had both and I, i'm a huge i'm a big fan anything on grits but particularly um shrimp and, and crawfish with the gravy i love it it's uh really fantastic well one of the big ingredients and you can go to y'all.com and check it out for yourself whoever is listening here including our barbecue barrister but one of the top ingredients it requires 42 ounces of chicken broth, and I, I guess I wasn't expecting chicken broth to be a part of a crawfish and grits concoction. Yeah, I think that's um, that's one of the things uh, that uh, people use to start off uh, like like an etouffee gravy. So, and in, in look, I think maybe if you were going to get um, really uh, down into the uh, you know, the Gulf Coast weeds there. You might want to use shrimp stock or something like that. But yeah, chicken chicken broth as a base to kind of start off the if people use that to, to start off jambalaya as well. I think I think basically what it is is a um, it's kind of a blank slate. So you can add your chicken broth just for liquid, and you season it up with everything else. And it's just kind of a you know it's like white bread to sop up gravy. It's just kind of a blank slate for everything else. So uh, that's not terribly out of the ordinary. And another ingredient of this crawfish and grits recipe also in some of the shrimp and grits recipes that i've enjoyed and really the ones that i've enjoyed more than any all have this similar ingredient and that would be little pieces of bacon i think bacon is an important ingredient in a shrimp and grits or crawfish and grits i agree a hundred percent there's a a wonderful uh recipe that i love uh, actually from south carolina from charleston i think it's the uh 
want to say it's from the Lee Brothers cookbook. And again, not a sponsor. We don't know. We don't. <laughs> but they you know, should be. But they should be. <laughs> and uh, a really, really fantastic, uh, one of my favorite shrimp and grit recipes. And it, like I said before, a um, nice kind of a smoky tomato-ish gravy, but with a lot of crispy bacon in it. And uh, I, I would agree with you. Without, it's got to have got to have bacon. Not only for just because bacon's wonderful. For the texture, so you've got a lot of gravy, a lot of a lot of grits, which are creamy um, and thick. You want a little bit of crunch. You want a little bit of chew. You want something to kind of break up the monotony of the grits and gravy, and uh, even even shrimp, which is not uh, which can be soft. So and crawfish even softer than shrimp, of course. So I agree, wonderful addition, and uh, really not even crawfish and grits or shrimp and grits without without bacon, in my opinion. Amen. And also chives, uh, in my opinion, an, an important addition mm-hmm. to these recipes as well. And just as we wrap up with our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, this is an important question, maybe a bigger question than I've ever asked you, sir, because I know how much you love your grits, as we all do, if you live in the mm-hmm. South, too. And we know you like your barbecue. So can you have barbecue and grits? Have you ever heard uh, of such a thing? Yeah. You um, have. I have, well, I, yes, I have, and I've I've actually had a, oh, I've had a dish. I've had a, um, a smoked, uh, boneless pork chop over grits before, and I, I wouldn't say that is barbecue because we've kind of, we've kind of talked about what barbecue is. It's low and slow. It's um, cooked to a high temperature, cooked at a low temperature to a high temperature for tenderness and things like that, but. If we're going to expand the, the strike zone, since we're talking about baseball earlier, we're <laughs> yes, going to expand we the strike. <laughs> so, if you're going to expand the strike zone, we're going to have a you know high and outside strike for a smoked pork chop over uh, green chili grits. Uh, I've had that before. So, I guess at the end of the day, it is pork, it is smoked, and it is with grits, and it's fantastic. Um, I think. Uh, I think different kinds of, of barbecue, maybe burnt ends, would be a wonderful um, addition to some uh, some spiced or even cheesy grits. Maybe a little bit of barbecue sauce uh, added there. That's a perfect kind of a flavor and texture combination. That would be awesome. And I think maybe cubed pork belly. We have not spent a whole lot of time talking about whole pork belly, which is another fantastic piece of the pig that you can uh, you can barbecue um, for a long period of time. Gets very, very soft and creamy. I think that would be an amazing uh, addition. Some pork, some cubed. Uh, we'll call it pork burn-ins from the uh, from a whole pork belly would be an incredible addition to maybe some cheesy uh, grits with some hot, some barbecue sauce kind of drizzled across. So, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't met a whole lot of things that don't go well with grits. They're a wonderful vehicle. I love grits on their own, but uh, I think most people would say that they are just a, a wonderful kind of a taste vehicle for whatever you eat them with. It just kind of, uh, it's almost like a condiment, but much more, much more important than a condiment. Uh, with, so yeah, that, wonderful. With, that, with that delicious talk there, pulling that out of your hat, of your bag of tricks, I'm impressed. In fact, let me just go ahead and declare here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl and our special guest, the barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans. Matt Hermans, I'll proudly stand up next to you and defend you still today and and speaking of that song 
join us on Wednesday. We're gonna have we're gonna go from Matt Herman's to Lee Greenwood. He'll be our oh, very special guest on the Wednesday Y'all Show. We'll talk to him about God Bless the USA. Find out what he's got going on. Lee Greenwood with over a hundred tour dates here in twenty twenty, and he's gonna be our special guest. So you like you some Lee Greenwood music, Matt Herman's? Yeah, no doubt about it. That is a that's a hard working man. That's he's one. A, that's a concert every three nights. About isn't it, it's something like that, and that's not including his rallies that he goes to with President Trump. As his song leads the president onto the stage each time the president has one of those gigantic rallies. So Lee Greenwood will be on, as well as our country music reporter Precious Harris. We'll have ACC baseball and ACC football talk, courtesy of Jonathan Lifeite. A busy Wednesday show, and we appreciate Matt Hermans for being on with us here on this Tuesday, y'all show you have a good day sir and i will proudly stand next to you same here john same here (laughs) all right well thank you for listening to the y'all show talk with a southern accent we'll see y'all tomorrow Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.